Greetings, greetings, greetings and salutations, one and all. Welcome to Healthy Love, right here on the to DJ Kevin Stew. How you doing? Are you up for changing the world? This one of Ricardo Drew, working out the drastic Lily. Track called Change the World, kicking us off tonight. So thank you to each and everyone locking in. Glad you could join us. Those on TuneIn Radio on the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew, big up Stew here. Those hailing from across the pond on One Harmony Radio, top of the morning to you guys over there in the UK. King Genius, Queen Genius, much love to you. I want to say big up to those out of New Jersey. Locked in with New Jersey's finest, the motivator on NIE Radio. No much love to you guys over there. We party like a Friday. Friday. Blessings to the New York Massive. To those hanging out on Island Worldwide, exhibiting the power of music. China Nicole, Gary, and the Jump Out Production crew, much love to you. Out of Long Island, New York, Reggae Pulse Massive, DJ Atomic Force, and crew, much love. Say blessings to those on the foundation with the network ClintonLindsay.com Representing South Florida Those on PEMGTV.com Much respect Those on Zeno FM Massive on Clubhouse and those on Facebook Live Welcome, welcome Those on YouTube Live How you doing? And of course, those who are locked in right here at the home of the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. KevinStew.com. We're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. So glad to have you. Couldn't do it without you. And you have my word, I wouldn't even try. As a reminder, those of you on Clubhouse and Facebook Live, it's only a segment broadcast, so don't get too comfortable here. If you want to get comfortable, go to KevinStew.com. You can watch live, listen live, participate live. You might get to hang out in the stew pot and comment there. Those of you wondering what the stew pot is, it's what others call a chat room. But it's because we're fancy, we call it the stew pot. It's where we keep things interactive and bubbling. So let's go to kevinstew.com. You don't need to offer, you don't need to register up our firstborn internal organ or a blood sacrifice. Let's go to kevinstew.com. And you're in. It would be some you can put your name. You can remain anonymous. Yeah. It's up to you. We just ask that you remain respectful. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsors. Real change. Paul C Media Group and being in a moment is priceless. Get them a call. I wanna walk in a store and They'll take your videos, your photos, your streaming, your ads. You have an event you want to stream live on a secure platform, whether yours or theirs. Call them up. They'll do everything you see here on KevinStew.com and more. You want somewhere to host your website? They host mine. Talk to them. What kind of events do you want to talk about? Streaming live? A church service, a funeral, a party, a graduation, a seminar. Uh, once you can stream it, talk to them about ways to stream it. 754 1140 is how you get in touch. 754 999 1140. 
Tell them you heard about them on the night shift to DJ Kevin Steele. Want to say thank you to all theater healing heavenly hands. Althea is used a licensed massage therapist operating out of Broad County, North Miami, and South Palm Beach counties. She comes to you, bringing her table, her oils, and over 20 years massage therapy experience. Give her a call, schedule her appointment today. It's 954-655-9000. That's 954-655-9000. She only has one request outside of paying her. It's that you get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. You're guaranteed to fall asleep at those hands. Trust me. Want to say thank you to the global days. Yep. It's a brand new face. The global base has 30 years experience in the music industry and with public relations. They'll take care of your artist management and bookings. Plan your events. Take care of your productions. And the list goes on. You don't have to take my word for it. Just call them up and see what they can do for you. 954 8104 8199. That's 954 8804 8199. Or check them out on theglobalbase.com. That's daglobalbase.com. Thank you to McNeil Trucking. McNeil Trucking, your goods are in good hands. There are licensed and insured movers in the state of Florida. Veteran owned too. So you want to move from the Keys up to Jacksonville? Want to move from Naples over to Palm Beach? From Pompano to Pensacola? And any point in between, you want to put some things in storage? You don't have the manpower, you don't have the transportation? Don't worry, you have the name, you have the number. McNeil Trucking. 954 9740 That's Healthy love night. The phone lines are open. For those of you who don't know it yet. Numbers to call, numbers to text, numbers to WhatsApp and Telegram. 773-789-STEW. That's 773-789-7839. You see it scrolling across the bottom of your screen right now if you're watching. And tonight... We're going to see how many of you have started off the year with this New Year's resolution to lose some weight. Your plan to do it. And if that plan is a workable plan. Because, you know, sometimes we make these plans and they're not quite the ones that can do the work, you know.
right now I have someone with me that is definitely one who can make this world a better place and she has been making this world a better place she's been doing it for years no stranger to the night shift to DJ Kevin Steele in fact I refer to her as our resident nurse ladies and gentlemen without further ado <laughs> the one and only Nurse Marva Riley. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> I have a new title. <laughs> you know, you've, you've, you've been our resident nurse for a while now, Marva. So, I don't know how much of a new title it would be. How are you oh, doing? Okay. I am doing amazing. I am fully awake. Look at that. I'm not sipping on coffee. I'm sipping on hot cocoa. Look at that. Yes. My kind of beverage. Hey, Marv. Yes. Hey, MJ. How you doing, sis? Welcome. Um, long time I haven't seen you in the stew pot. Glad that you could add some spice to the stew pot tonight. Uh, MJ is, is, is locked in and saying good evening to everyone. All right. So. Hey, Melissa. How are you, Marvel? Officially, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Kevin. Happy, healthy New Year. Yes, yes, yes. Funny enough, um, I must apologize to all my affiliates. I didn't put out a notification last night. And all my listeners, too. Um, because I wasn't on last night. I didn't do a broadcast last night. Believe it or not. At this time last night, I was well laid out and well unconscious because Ooh. I picked up a 24-hour bug on Sunday and mm -hmm. it knocked me straight out. Mm -hmm. I, I, I started sleeping Sunday afternoon and woke up sometime Monday afternoon to eat something mm -hmm. and I was out again after that. Mm-hmm. Got up this morning and went to work. <laughs> you felt better this morning. Well enough to go to work, yes. I'm feeling much better now than I did this morning. Yeah. Well, your body healed itself because you rested. <laughs> it's amazing what a little rest can do. Yes, that's the key. <laughs> so, key. we know that... You have, you have given us eat, sleep, meditate. I did the sleep part. Mm -hmm. In the midst of my sleep, I did a little bit of eating. Mm -hmm. Really, a little bit. <laughs> That's good. Um, and you gave us share. Simple, healthy, easy, inexpensive recipes. So you gave us a way that we could eat well and enjoy it. Because a lot of people, when it comes to eating healthy, they think that it has to be some bland food that is just for rabbits. Mm. And so you've given us a way to, to, to change how we view that and how we, mm -hmm. how we taste that. You've come back again. And... You've taken us to another level. Talk yeah. to us a little bit about 
where you're going now, where it is that you're taking us at this point in our journey. Okay, so my name is Marva Riley. For those of your viewers who don't know me, um, I'm a registered nurse for over 24 years. Most of my experience has been in the area of critical care. I also authored, this is my third health and wellness related book that I've authored. And I am a holistic health advocate. Now, this third book that I wrote is titled Lose Weight and Keep It Off for Good. And I felt inspired to write this book because there is an overweight and obesity crisis that's going on around the world, not just the United States. We live in the United States, so we see it. Mm -hmm. um, are you getting an echo, Kevin? Okay, not just in the United States, but throughout the world, there is an obesity crisis that is related, directly related to what we're eating and what we're not eating, which is directly related to the availability of fast food or healthy foods. Mm -hmm. These fast food industries growing and getting so big and they're opening all over the world. So with this overweight and obesity crisis comes a myriad of, of health um, issues, including the number one cause of uh, premature death mm -hmm. in the world, which is heart disease. Yes. And then there is the diabetes and the kidney disorder and the fatty liver and the arthritis and inability to do basic things. Mm -hmm. And it's starting as early as children, little kids. Yes. And I felt led to address it because what I've come to realize is that I can say to you, Kevin, you need to eat better or Kevin, you need to lose weight. But People don't, I've come to realize that people don't really know. They don't understand what it means to eat healthy. And they don't really understand how to go about losing the weight and not just lose the weight, but keep it off. And that's why we have, every year we have people going on the bandwagon of the um, New Year's goal to lose the weight. And by March or so, it just Fizzles, people become frustrated and they give mm -hmm. up because they really don't have they don't have a roadmap. They don't know how to go about it. And that's why I wrote this this book. You know, it's and I, I don't know if it is just divine intervention or just interesting altogether that we ended up doing this broadcast for tonight. Because mm -hmm. in the news this morning there was i i heard it in passing some talk about teenagers and obesity and teenagers getting um weight reduction surgery and i'm like wait hold up when did we get to this to this point mm -hmm. because there was a point in time when 
weight reduction was this well weight weight reduction surgery was something for the rich and famous mm-hmm. and then it became i guess more available to the not so yeah. rich and mm-hmm. and in, and not famous now they're talking about teenagers instead mm-hmm. of addressing the fact that our teenagers are obese and overweight they're offering mm-hmm. them weight loss surgery mm-hmm. and i was mm-hmm. on one hand i was confused by it but on the other hand it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. because again this healthcare business as we know it is just that a business yes and a business exists to make a profit Yes. And how you make a profit is to keep your customers coming back. And mm-hmm. so here you have an overflow and, and constant flow of customers. Mm-hmm. Because now our children, our teenagers are overweight, which leads to a myriad of problems. Mm-hmm. All of which you mentioned mm-hmm. in just the first five minutes. <laughs> Yeah. The, the um recently last year I went for a checkup at a doctor that I was seeing for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned the doctor um himself was obese. Um I would dare say morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. And we he was shocked that, you know, I was sixty or almost sixty at that time. I was weighing 126 pounds, something like that. Blood pressure of a baby, that kind of a stuff. Right. So right. we got to talking, and 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 he said he knew he needed something about weight. But then when I went back to see him, like three or four months after that, because I wanted to do a B12 level because I mainly eat plants, and there's a big talk about plant-based eaters might have B12 deficiency. He didn't have any concerns. But I wanted it done. When I went back to get the result, we got to talking again. And he told me he had changed his diet. He had lost like 30 pounds, something like that. But he went on to tell me that he sees children. And that a lot of the kids that he sees in his office are obese, morbidly obese to the point where they can barely walk. Mm -hmm. They have heart disease. They have cholesterol problems. And they are diabetic. And he said to me, because of what the parents are feeding them, well, the, also because of what he's eating, right? right? Because of what the parents are feeding them and the kids are not physically active. They stay in the house and they play the games all day when they're not. And even when they're at school, they don't really have physical education for the children. Exactly. And the schools are feeding the children junk because yep. my granddaughter who is three years old started going to preschool last year when she was two and a half and the parents never fed her junk. And Mm -hmm. when she started going to preschool an expensive private preschool in New York, they feed the children. They, they give the kids lunch. The parents give breakfast and they give the kids lunch. Mm -hmm. And every day is junk that they're giving the children. They're giving them macaroni and cheese. They're giving them donuts. They're giving them sweet drinks. Things like that. So when my granddaughter went home, it, they have a hard time getting her to eat the fruits and the vegetables and things like that. 
Yeah. Because, you know, our taste bud adjusts to the unhealthy food and our brain starts craving the sugar and the excess salt and the preservatives. Yes. The, the, the salt and the sugar, we go after it like steel to a magnet. You know, we, we, we just gravitate toward it for some reason. The brain. The brain. The pleasure um, center. The brain quickly latches on to that sugar. The sugar, not the sugar that is in fruits, you know, and, and the sodium that is naturally occurring in foods. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the fake sugar and the, that salt, um, the excess salt, because salt in, of, in and of itself is not bad. We need salt. Okay, it's the excess salt that is in these processed foods that's killing us. Yes. And the and and the sugar that is added to almost everything. Kids are mm. being made into sugar addicts from birth because many moms are choosing not to breastfeed. And going for formulas. And going for formulas. And as soon as the baby can take regular cow's milk, they start them on it. And these formulas and the cow's milk, they all have added sugar. So the baby's being introduced to that fake sugar from birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so many babies now are actually, many babies are being born obese because the mom was obese when she was pregnant. And the baby that she gives birth to is obese. And, the, and they just grew up to be um, overweight or obese. And so children are are having health issues at at a young age and so we can we can safely say that these children when they become young adults they're going to start having chronic health issues such as um um hypertension and cholesterol issues and type 2 diabetes mm-hmm. more children are being di- diagnosed with type 2 diabetes a lot of them are having arthritic and joint pain you'll see them limping around and by the time they're in their 30s, they're going to have major issues, 40s. That's it. A lot of, a lot of young people in their late 30s and 40s are dropping dead from massive heart attack. Yes. From, from what they eat and the obesity. So that's why, Kevin, I felt I have a deep passion and a calling and a desire to bring awareness to this and to show everybody that it doesn't have to be that way we were we we were programmed to eat a particular way and undo that programming because our taste buds change yeah and our likes change i mean not too long ago i could never have a cup of coffee without some jamaican condensed milk Mm. i have not had it in my house i was addicted I haven't had it in my house now over a year. And now I don't miss it. But it took quite a while and a lot of willpower and strength to kick that. Because folks don't realize that the kind of addiction that we have, and most, maybe all of us or most of us are food addicts in one way or the other. So we're constantly fighting that addiction, just like someone that is on crack or cocaine or alcohol or cigarette. It's no different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
We're constantly fighting it, constantly trying to get over it every single day. But, you know, it, it is said that it takes 21 days or so to kick a habit. Not necessarily. I'm sure it will take longer. But after 21 days or so, the craving is not so bad. And I also suggest that when we start learning to eat healthier and start unlearning the healthy way, that we take it slowly if you suddenly stop eating all the cookies that you used to eat every day, you're going to have severe craving from withdrawals. So if you normally have six cookies, you know, you could gradually go down to five, then four, then three, yeah. then two, then probably one. Maybe the weaning process. Then. You, go through uh, the, you go through the weaning process. Go through the weaning process. Yes. Uh, no, you don't have to stop cold turkey. Um, yeah, but uh, as I talk about stopping cold turkey, those of you on Clubhouse and Facebook Live, this is where we're gonna stop you cold turkey. Come on over to KevinStew.com for the remainder of the broadcast because we're just touching, getting started here. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Hey, cuz, how you doing? Come on over to the to the home site and uh, get the rest of the broadcast. Um, inviting y'all to also call a friend and tell a friend. Friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends, and your enemies too, because the information is good for everybody. And this is the type of information that you cannot even spend money for because this is priceless. You yeah. could spend some money and get the three books that Marvel has. So if you got the first two already, you definitely want to go get this one and add it to your, your, your catalog. You know, complete the trilogy. Get, get the three books. Yes. I want to say big ups to those on YouTube live. A uh, couple of comments here. Pat says, let me see if I can, I can get Pat's comments here. And, and Pat is always cooking up something and, and letting, sharing her meals with us on the broadcast. And she comes on um, many green vegetables, um, some yellow f food vegetables are useful. Red bell peppers, green ones are healthy to eat. Uh, we grew up on fruits and vegetables in the Caribbean. A lot of young ones, their systems can't fight off various elements because they don't like solid foods. We need to get back to our natural ground foods. People live healthier. And... Um, Ames Lounge says, greetings, inspired and boosted often by Mrs. Marva Riley through her videos and group on Facebook almost daily. Great books, recently obtained her latest book, awesome work and info, applaud you. Yep, that Thank is, you, that is Marva for real. Inspiring Thank you, to the very end. <laughs> and she's Thank nowhere you. near the end yet. Not to think. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> to think, though. You know, I, I, would, I, I would like to touch on what Pat said. Yes. Um, the thing is that we have to start feeding our children healthy foods the moment we they're born. Mm -hmm. And moms need to feed their newborns breast milk. Yes. Because the, the breast milk has every possible nutrient that that baby could need for the first year of their life. 
and all the immune boosters, everything that that baby needs to thrive and to do well is in that breast milk. Now, it is only fair that that baby is allowed that. And some moms don't want to do it because of image. You know, it'll mess up their breast. It's not convenient or anything like that. But I believe that if a mom, if, if parents decide to have children, that's just one of the things that comes with it. You need to feed your baby breast milk. Okay. When the baby start, is able to start eating solids, introduce the baby to vegetables, to green vegetables. I remember when I had my children in Jamaica, the first thing that they told you to give the baby was pumpkin and chocho. Those yes. things that were soft that you could blend out and give to them. And, and green peas. Huh? Green huh? green peas. Yes. They crush they, them. They're not sweet. Crush it. And, they, and we did not put salt in it. No. They told us not to put salt. Yeah. So, so the, the children grew up appreciating those things. How many of us ate yam? Yam don't really have any flavor. But so many of us ate yep. so-so yam, as they would say in Jamaica. And we were quite okay with it. Hossein Bolt is credited for his strength because of all the yam and coke on those roots and the, yes. the, the, the green vegetables and things. I, I never heard him say anything about pork and beef. He's talking about the ground provisions and That's the right. plants. That's right. That, that he eats. But we have to introduce our kids to those things as opposed to um, the sweet uh, uh, cereal that... Um, we start our children on and mm. even the milk that these pediatricians push have additives including sugar the cow's milk you know people people think it's a joke when i talk about it or i think i'm just trying to be cute having a play on words when i talk about these serial killers and no it's it's real when you mm. look deep into these cereals and you don't really need to look that deep. Just look at the label. <laughs> just look at, just read the labels. Yes. And it, it, at, if it doesn't at least turn on a light bulb, then something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and these yeah. are, this is the beginning of, of the end, really. With these serial killers, a lot of the serials that we're giving our children, we're just killing them. And for those <laughs> that the, the breastfeeding marvel, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I have another friend in the medical field, and um, she's big on lactation uh, and and breastfeeding and the importance of it, and um, mm-hmm. even with the the. the the whole process of getting pregnant and following through on the pregnancy. And mm-hmm. she would talk about these things. And back when I started doing Healthy Love, some, what, almost, well, I, I kept, I, I've gotten so used to saying 10 years. I, I actually started doing this back in 2010. So almost 13 years ago now. <laughs> So a little bit over a decade ago when I started doing this and Jenny Stone being the very first person in the medical field to co-host this segment, 
she 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 mentioned it you know and in the first two years of a if, of an individual's life this is mm-hmm. where things like immunity develops yes and it is not from a vaccine it is not from a formula mm-hmm. it is from that mother's milk and both yes. mother and baby benefit because it's both a bonding thing Mm-hmm. It's both a healing thing for both mother and baby. Yes. And any woman that talks about it, d- destroying their bodies, shouldn't get pregnant. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're going to talk about a child destroying your body, don't get pregnant. And I've seen a lot of women that have children that look amazing. Yes. Look at Marva. She's a grandmother. Looks amazing. Yeah. Yes. Y'all don't get it twisted. Don't don't get caught up in the hype. And so, Marva, you've been taking us on a journey ever since you recognized your journey. Because, and I, I say this over and over again, and I'll never get tired of it. You were there, pretty much written off. You were told you can mark off your days on the calendar. Get your affairs mm-hmm. in order. Say goodbye who you need to, to say goodbye to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to touch on the breastfeeding a little bit. Please. Um, the thing is that there is a movement going on right now in the more sophisticated hospitals, um, birthing centers where they are pushing, mom, pushing from moms to breastfeed. They are trying to do away with this formula feed because they're research and evidence-based birthing centers. Like, for example, my daughter and my daughter-in-law gave birth to um, a hospital in in, uh, Manhattan. I don't quite remember. um, One of those top hospitals in, in New York City. And they strongly discouraged the new moms from desiring um, uh, um, formula. They really? push for breastfeed, yes, and they do not remove the baby from the mother's chest for hours um, after birth, and they do not cut the umbilical cord immediately. So nice. they are going back to doing things the way our four parents did yes. things hundreds of years ago, where yes. you took the baby rest the baby on the mother's chest and the baby is there and they bond and then they put the baby on the breast immediately and they do not want the moms to give um formula in fact my first one was having some challenges with her blood sugar when she was born and the option was to try uh formula or um or or breast milk and the mom's milk wasn't letting down yet and they have other moms that donate breast milk. Mm. And they process it and uh, clean it up, whatever. And they store it there just in case they need to give it to, to babies whose mom's milk does not let down immediately. But they strongly discourage it. They did not want my daughter to give, to, to desire or ask for the formula. So I'm very glad that we're going, um, we're going back to that. Regarding my health, um, 
at you, the age of 48. Wait, one second, Marva. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you find it strange that it has to be one of these top hospitals and not your, your regular public hospital that is having this kind of a push that is, is, is encouraging this kind of a drive? What I what I heard and what I read, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the hospital. It's like the top hospital in Manhattan mm-hmm. and um, and NYU. NYU Langone, which is like the top hospital in New York City. Maybe Melissa might know it. She lived in New York. And they are a teaching hospital. Yes. And they cater to people like like upper, you know, class (laughs) people. And a lot of times those are the people that are into research. They're the ones that, are, that make demands of these facilities to make changes. Mm-hmm. So it's, that could be the, the reason. The, the regular local public hospital that take indigents and the poorer people, they probably are not pressured and, and the demand is not made to make changes because a lot of times, unfortunately, the, 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 the poorer folks don't do their due diligence by doing homework. They, it almost like they're led to the slaughter like a lamb. They don't do mm-hmm. homework. They don't make demands, that kind of thing. But the people that are a bit more educated, and this is factual now. When I worked in the hospital setting all my years of, I mean, 22 years of nursing or so, the people who demanded what the side effects of the drugs were were the educated middle class and upper. Mm-hmm. Okay, they wanted to know what drug I was giving them, what was it for, and what were the side effects. Yes. If there was to be a medical procedure, they did not want me, the nurse, to explain it to them. They wanted the physician who was going to do the to come and sit with them, pull a chair out. You're not standing at the door. Pull a chair out, sit down, discuss it with me, tell me what the side effects are, what my alternative treatments are, and then I will sign. Those are usually the educated, middle to upper class people. Now, Mm -hmm. the indigents and the so-called lower class people, what happened? The doctor calls and they say, I'm going to amputate Mrs. Brown's right leg. Fill out the, the, the consent form. Have her mark the X on the right leg and have her sign the consent. He never meet with Mrs. Brown. I'm not saying That's it right. happened 100%, but it happened quite a bit. And Mrs. Brown needed to, 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 to uh, have the physician come and sit down and talk with her before she signed the consent. So it could be because of where this hospital is, who they cater to, maybe that is what pushed them to do that because they're running. The, the family member of my daughter's husband, who is a nurse of many, 40 years, working in the pediatric department. And, and, and when my granddaughter was having blood sugar issues, she said, my hospital would have just put her on formula. Mm. That's what she said. They need to put her on formula. They need to put her on formula. They need to put her on formula. That's what my hospital would have done because she was like a NICU nurse for years. And she said, that's what they did. Well, this hospital said, no, we're not going to do it. And we and we discourage the mom from requesting formula. We'll give the breast milk, even though it's breast milk from an, somebody else. 
But and it's still then the human sugar breast milk. And monitor the baby's sugar every hour and, 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 and give the baby sugar drip in the vein, sugar mm-hmm. water if she needs, but we're not giving formula. So that could be the reason <laughs> yeah, yeah it just it just struck it just struck me as as really interesting i wouldn't say odd i just found it really interesting that it had to be one of the top tier hospitals to to have such a drive and not your regular public hospital which would probably have more of the population going to that kind of hospital so please kevin that whether we want to ac- ac- admit it or not, whether I, I know the healthcare system in the United States, particularly in Florida, where I practice all of my nursing life, mm-hmm. and I know some about the healthcare system in Jamaica, and let's not fool ourselves. The level of care that you get depends on where you live geographically. And it's the same thing with the school system. And a lot has to do with how much money, who you know, your education level, what position you have. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I remember years ago, okay, when I used to work at a specific hospital, and this man who was the head of a large chain of fast food, I won't say what it is, what the name of the fast food and what the person's name is. But he was a head, a top head hunter of a large fast food chain. And he was our patient. And we all had to drop everything that we were doing and attend to that gentleman. Mm. And he, they call them VIPs. They go in special suites. They'll block off an entire wing of a hospital. Okay? And, and, and special doctors and things like that. So let's not Let's not fool ourselves. Right. Okay. And then we go to hospitals that are in indigent areas. You don't really get that kind of care, um, you know, being given to indigents and to people that are of, of lower um, income. It, it just is what it is. Even yes. In Jamaica, if you're very, very sick in Jamaica, you have to have the money to go to a private hospital to get the best care. Yeah. Crazy. It just, yeah, that's just the way it is. So you're <laughs> going to say something about your health. Well, I wanted to tell your viewers who have not yet heard my story that when I was 38 years old, I was diagnosed with a life-threatening heart disease called cardiomyopathy and um that left my heart so weak it was pumping at 30 to 35 percent strength that's called the ejection normal is 55 and up i was dizzy and lightheaded all the time always felt sick had absolutely no energy Round about that time, I was having depression and anxiety problems. I was only sleeping two hours at night, severe in- insomnia, maddening migraine headaches and sinus infections recurrently. I had GERD, H. pylori, gastric reflux, irritable bowel syndrome, a lot of joint pain. I couldn't bend. I could hardly move. Okay. 
a lot of health issues. I was even depressed and I considered suicide because I was so sick. Mm -hmm. And what was offered to me was drugs. And because I was an ICU nurse, I saw what drugs did for people. Drugs is what I call a band-aid. It doesn't get to the root of the problem. Long and short of it is that I went to see a cardiac, a nurse practitioner diagnosed me, by the way. My own medical doctor told me that my illness was in my head <laughs> and put me on antidepressant, which I did foolishly take for two weeks. And then I got rid of it. And then I went, to, I was feeling so sick. And the nurse practitioner was the only one that was available. And I went and I saw her. I told her my heart was racing. She put me on a, on a, hooked me up to the EKG and it showed that I was having what's called ventricular tachycardia, where my heart was quivering like that. Mm. Eventually, I, it would just stop. And she sent me to a cardiologist. The cardiologist ordered um, echocardiogram and all kinds of tests. And that's when it, they found out that my heart was pumping at 30 to 35%. Very weak. They told me, he told me that I probably would not live unless I have a heart transplant. Heart transplants are virtually impossible to get. You can get liver. You can get kidney because if one person dies in an accident, then you can divvy up the kidney. You yeah. can cut up liver into four, five, six, ten different parts and give to people and it'll grow. But a heart transplant, it's hard to get any heart transplant. Long and short of it is that I have a coworker who said, you should go see an electrophysiologist, someone who specializes in the electrical activity of the heart. My cardiologist didn't tell me that. Mm. I called the electrophysiologist. I said, such as just told me, he said, if you're her friend, you can come in in the morning at eight o'clock and I'll see you. <laughs> she worked for me. See. I went in and he, he said, you know, Marva, what you're having is not uncommon for women your age. I was 38. He said, really? it's not a hard fix. I'll go in, I'll fix it. They're treating you like, like it's a heart muscle problem. It's a heart electrical problem that led to the weakening of the heart muscle. Did the procedure, went back to see him two weeks after that. And he said, I want you to flush every drug you were taking. I want you to start eating healthy. I want you to walk for 30 minutes every day. Prioritize your sleep. Get rid of coffee and reduce your stress level. I was so desperate to live. I took the doctor's orders literally, and I was able to heal myself of every single health issue. Now, am I going to tell you that the process was easy or it happened overnight? No. I tried to eat healthy. I didn't know what healthy eating meant. Um, looked like I had to do a lot of research. There were a lot of people online who talked about how they heal themselves from embracing a raw food diet. And I thought, I mean, raw food, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Took a lot of research. But I can say that was I was 38. I started healing. And the last 10, 12 years, I've been in excellent health. And I'm 60 right now. I'm doing things that I never dreamt I could do. I'm doing squats. I'm jogging. I have so much energy. I go all day. I don't have to take a nap. I feel good and I look the best that I've ever been. And that's, I've ever looked. And that's what I want to say to people. No matter where you are on your journey of life, no matter what 
what ails you, no matter what's going on, if you are willing to do the work, if yes. you're willing to, if you're willing to do what it takes, if you have the discipline to stick with a protocol of unlearning the unhealthy way of eating and learning a healthier way, if you're willing to stick with the protocol of setting aside like four days a week to do some exercise and to prioritize sleep, you can reverse those health issues that plague you, the high blood pressure, the diabetes, the overweight, the obesity, the cholesterol, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But you have to be willing to do the work because I can preach and Kevin can enlighten you. But ultimately, you have to do the work. And there are tons so of true. people that are willing to help you. Like I've written books. I'm on social media. And many doctors that have your interests at heart have all kind of podcasts and things that Kevin is always talking about health and wellness. He might not be a DR, but <laughs> he knows a lot and he tries to enlighten and, and, and to teach people. There's a lot of information out there. Mm -hmm. And you've got to learn to take charge of your health. You cannot rely on doctors and nurses and hospitals and drugs and that kind of thing to take care of you. You've got to do your part. And when you do your part, your body is well able to heal itself. But you've got to give it the right tool. You've got to take If you take care of your body, your body will take care of you. You see, I, I think that's one of the big problems. We don't know how to really take care of our bodies. Yes. And, and, and so we keep running into, into these problems. Because, yeah, we know we're supposed to be eating healthy. But eating healthy doesn't taste well. You know, it, it's, yes. it's, 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 it's not the tasty sweet flavorful thing to do you know nobody nobody has uh, a salad and talks about oh that that was awesome but it's all about how you prepare it right yes and so i i think this is a part of the whole not knowing how to take care of self Back when you were told, back when you were considered at your end, mm -hmm. what was your weight then? I wasn't obese, but I was overweight because, you know, um, there is an ideal range of weight that we should be carrying around called the BMI. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's the weight that we are. Um, based on our height, right? Okay, so I believe I was probably one in my one in one fifties, maybe one fifty two thereabout. Mm -hmm. And ideally, I should be about one twenty to one twenty eight. Okay, it's not easy to stay in that range. I was overweight, but I wasn't really considered obese. I think I was probably wearing a size eight to 10 dress, which is probably average, but sometimes right. average isn't good enough. 
because now that I'm a size four, I'm realizing this is this is really the size that I should be. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is the size it should be when I put something on. It sits on me well and I look good. Now, I do know that everybody has different constitutions, so not everybody can be a size four. Right. Okay, so somebody could be a size six and that's their, that's their ideal because even this BMI thing is not 100%. It'll give you a range because your, your BMI, your ideal BMI might not be correct because you have a lot of muscle mass, so you wear, you're heavier, you might have bigger bones. You have a bigger body type. It's not a hundred percent science, right? But, but a lot of times we do know when we have excess fat on us on us because we have the belly and things like that. And if you look around, in all honesty, a lot of people do not fall in overweight category. Right. They're very overweight and they're obese and morbidly obese. And those are the ones that are, are, in my opinion, that are at the highest risk. I mean, I, 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 I go to the supermarket and I see people in scooters. Yes. At Walmart. I mean, and, and I see, see young men people. walking around with bellies. Like today I was listening to this fella giving a talk and he said, Men are walking around with belly and they can't even see their member. Yep. Okay. That 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 that, that is dangerous. Women are walking around and the breast and the belly, there's no there's no separation. They're like yeah, one. That yeah. That's the problem because the size of our belly is usually indicative of our health overall. And and usually and and, and is a good indicator of, of our lifespan. Because that visceral fat in the belly is causing the organs in there, the heart, the lungs, the liver, all of that to work, to overwork. Mm-hmm. And, and folks don't realize that big belly usually means you have, oftentimes means you have fatty liver. And fatty liver can lead to liver cancer, for example. So overweight lose weight is not only about being able to fit in that 32 waist pants or that size 4 dress. Overweight and obesity are to be blamed for heart disease, which is the number one cause of premature death in the world. Stroke. Mm -hmm. Cause for cancers. Breathing problems like um like um bronchitis and 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 even emphysema and stuff like that uh, or overweight and obesity uh, causing digestive issues like GERD gastric reflux because you know as your belly's big it pushes on things and the and the and the gastric juice pushes up yes and you regurgitate and and, and that reflux can lead to esophageal cancer so you know i mean trying to lose weight should not be a once a year thing and then you go back to eating the way you always ate after March. We should constantly be trying to maintain a certain weight, which is one reason why in my my new book, Lose Weight and Keep It Up, Understanding the Weight Loss Game, I suggest that folks weigh themselves regularly. 
Mm. Um, for years, I was afraid of the scale because I would get discouraged if I gained a pound or so. But the last two years, the scale has become my friend because I realized that I can use the scale as a tool, as a measuring tool to help me stay on track. Because if I go out on the weekend and I eat something that I don't normally eat, it's very easy to gain a pound or two over the weekend. So right. I, I gain a, a pound or two. Monday, I'll reset, refocus, restart, get back on track, and you can knock off that one pound or two the following week. Right. So um, it's a good tool to help us to stay on track with our health with our health and with our weight so you're not saying do not enjoy the stuff that you normally enjoy you're saying just like how we talked about earlier on weaning off you can still get to enjoy some of the stuff that you normally would enjoy enjoy your steak enjoy your hot dog enjoy your whatever don't indulge, don't overdo it. Yes. Have it as a treat. Which is exactly then a one off thing. But know that after you have it, you need to do the work to process it out. Yes. Yeah, you get back on track. Which which is another thing that um in my book, um what it looks like, lose weight. There we <laughs> go. I um I and even on social media I call Monday reset refocus restart day mm-hmm. because a lot of people are off on the weekend and you know you go out with your friends or you might have party at home or you go out on dates and things like that you might have a pizza or Some alcohol, you know have in there. carbs and cake whatever. Because you know what, if, if, you, if you deprive yourself of every single thing that you like to eat, what's life? Because, you know, a right. great part of our culture is, is around food. You know what I mean? So um, if you indulge on the weekend, although, you know, even then you have to be a little bit careful how you indulge. Because as we get older, it's so much easier to, to gain weight. So, you know, rather than eat a whole large pizza by yourself, you might want to have a snack or two. You know, yes. or rather than have a, a quarter of a cake, you have a slice of cake, for example. Rather than six beer, you might have two. Right, you know right. what I mean? But it, w- when you indulge on the weekend, you, you, you reset money, you get back on track with your with your healthy lifestyle. You didn't exercise on the weekend. Monday, you get back on track. You reset, refocus, and restart over and over again until that life, that way becomes your normal way. Mm-hmm. And if and you and you will also that's why that's why the book Understanding the Weight Loss Game, because you're gonna know, for example, you cannot eat a bad diet two days in a row and expect to succeed on your weight loss goal. Just can't. You can't have yeah, have half a pizza today, and then tomorrow you go have half a half a pizza or a whole pizza today, and tomorrow you have a whole a whole pizza again. Mm-hmm. You have your treat on Saturday, you go out on your day, Sunday you get back on track, you know. Friday you went out on a date. Saturday you get back on um, Understanding how it works, understanding your body. There's a rule of thumb that is that I saw on when I was doing my research on my last book, and it is said that if you eat healthily, eighty percent of the times, and then the other twenty percent you you throw in your your beer, your wine, stuff like that. That 
more than likely you will succeed on your health journey. Mm. So it's just saying, you know, you don't have to 100% deprive yourself because if you do, it's likely you're not going to stick with it. You're not going to be successful, which reasons why these fad diets don't work, starving yourself, these shakes that people go on at the beginning of the year to lose. It does not work. It's not sustainable. Yes. It's not sustainable to drink Weight Watchers shake and to eat Weight Watchers food for the rest of your life. It's not sustainable for you to green juice all the time for the rest of, rest of your life. It's just not sustainable. But if you start making small changes in the way you eat, and you gradually increase that small change to bigger, 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 mm-hmm. until you get to 80% eating healthy and the other 20% you cheat, you probably will be okay. Because you're not going to 100% deprive yourself of every single thing. Right. But I wanted to talk this, that even though something is healthy, one has to also be careful about the quantity. For example, um, I, I know in, in the Jamaican culture, in the Caribbean culture and stuff, people tend to eat like a heavy breakfast. They'll eat the, ban- the boiled banana, the yam, dumpling, cocoa, things like that for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um. Sometimes you go and you buy a breakfast and on in that box or that plate, they'll serve you three, four fingers of banana, two dumplings, uh, two pieces of uh, yam, mm-hmm. two pieces of, of breadfruit. And then they'll put a nice serving of callaloo or a piece of fish with it. But then you're eating all of that carbohydrates. It's good carbs, but it's just too much. Yes. And and you cannot burn off all that calories. If you eat 2000 calories for the day, no matter what you do in terms of exercise, you're not going to burn off that 2000 calories. You just can't. True that. True that. You know, um we're talking about the food and the gut. Um Pat mentioned something here in the in the in the chat on YouTube live. And she talks about the gut microbiome. Something else that I had learned from Dr. J. Love, Dr. Jenny Stone. And she said, your gut health is an indicator of your overall health. You said it using the size of the gut is your size of your belly is an indicator of how healthy you are. So whichever way you want to decorate it whichever you want to present it that is how it it, it that's what it, it boils down to and so and and pat um i'm sorry kevin yeah and pat the, the size of your gut and also your poop yes too yes. many people are walking around constipated yes and so many of them regularly take laxative just to poop it cannot poop and I remember a family member of mine years ago, their medical doctor, medical doctor who was practicing for like 20 years, told them that it was normal for them to poop every three days. What? And no matter how much I tried to convince that person, they didn't believe me because I'm not a medical doctor. And the medical doctor told them it's normal to poop every three days. Now, if you're aiding, Three, four, five, six times a day. 
because most people do not eat three times a day. They eat three big meals and they eat multiple times in between too much eating, which is that's one of the problems that, that, the, that we have. We eat too much leading mm -hmm. to all these chronic health issues. Right. And people are constipated because they don't eat fiber and they don't drink water. Meat mm -hmm. does not have fiber. Crackers does not have fiber. Okay? Mm -hmm. And and people don't eat vegetables. They don't eat grains. They don't eat nuts. They don't eat fiber-rich foods. And they don't drink water. And they walk around with chronic constipation. I remember some years ago, my sister used to work with a company that sold supplements like things to clean you out and and shakes to help you to lose weight and stuff like that. I think it was called First Fitness. And um, one of the teaching things that taught them was that the average person walks around with 30 pounds of poop in their gut. Yep. And so a lot of big bellies that you see walking around is because it's not just fat. Mm -hmm. It's putrid, rotting food sitting in their colon that they cannot pass out because they are chronically constipated. And people don't realize how serious constipation is. Chronic constipation can cause, can lead to irritable bowel. Okay? Leaky, leaky gut. Mm. Can lead to colon cancer chronic constipation years ago i had a co-worker whose daughter had a baby and they sent her home from the hospital even though she had not had a bowel movement she was young and she didn't know she was supposed to have a bowel movement within a certain time i don't know if they didn't tell her or if they told her and she forgot it had been seven days since she had her baby and was home and she couldn't poop she did not poop put it that way not that she couldn't poop she didn't poop but what, what happened is that her legs became numb and eventually her legs became lifeless. She could not stand. This is a true story, was my coworker. She could not stand. She couldn't move her legs, this new mom. So they took her to the hospital and they did, her belly was big and everything and they kept questioning her, did you, did you move your bowel? No. They did a, an ultrasound of her belly and she was Filled with poop. Mm. So they gave her any man things that once they clean, once that lady started pooping, the sense the sensation and the movement returned to her legs. So so it's very important that we move our bowel at least once per day. One recommendation I would give is when you get up in the morning, have a cup of warm water. First thing, before you have coffee, tea, or anything, have a cup of warm water. Make sure you have fruits every day. Like apple is great fiber, and so are the berries. Great fiber. And drink plenty of water and eat lots of vegetables. And you will poop every day. And that is normal. In fact, it is normal to poop every time you eat. If you eat breakfast, if you eat lunch, if you eat dinner, you should be pooping. Getting rid of the waste. Yes. After each of your meal. But at minimum, you should be pooping at once, at least once a day. 
So here's a question as it relates to stool and your ball movements. Um, what if it is too solid? And Ames Lounge is saying a family member is encountering that and a doctor recommended Miralax. She said it, it uh, continue this Miralax until stool is softer. They use prunes and raisins. So, if if the stool is too hard, so I'm 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 guessing, Ames Lounge that the family member is just really having difficulty passing feces, and and so she is told to use the Miralax to 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 ease. To soften the stool so that it, it passes easier. That's probably it because it it's it's um the the the, the thing is that if if the person is impacted, meaning that the the, the 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 colon is packed solid with that hard stool and it mm. cannot come out. Um, if she was say in the hospital, what the doctor would probably do is order an enema. You know, you put the tube up there and you wash it out with some water and stuff like that. But when you're doing like a colonoscopy, a lot of times they give you a Miralax to drink, okay? Mm-hmm. Because and and so that the stool will move from top out as opposed to just using, say, a suppository. But um, if you're if that individual is chronically constipated and they're not having a disease of the colon, if their doctor isn't telling them that they're having a disease of the colon, they're chronically constipated. That's because of their diet. And sometimes um, medications that people take will render them chronically constipated also. So such a person would need to be more diligent about their colon health. They would need to drink adequate amount of water. Mm -hmm. Another thing that people don't realize that drinking cold water can actually slow your bowel down. Yes. Okay, so they might want to drink room temperature or warm water. I find that it helps me a lot, keep me regular when I drink a cup, a mug of warm water first thing in the morning. I remember my grandmother used to do that as a child. I didn't understand why they were doing that. No, you know. But they would always have a cup of warm water and they would always have pot water after dinner. We were always drinking. Um, But what do we drink now? Coffee. And coffee dehydrates the body. Yes. You know, coffee... Is a is a diuretic, so it pulls that liquid from your colon because the stool is is probably probably hard because there isn't enough liquid in the colon to soften up the stool. Well, you know, you know, I was, I was gonna ask about that, and let me ask you this too, Ames Lounge: Is that family member taking iron supplements? That's it, because. Iron supplements can cause constipation also. So, you know, there's, you're asking a lot with a lot, with, with a little information. So, exactly. you know, to, to, to give feedback that, that you'd feel comfortable getting, you need to share some more information about that. And since you're in touch with, with Marva, you know, you could probably talk with her some more about that. 
Um, but the thing, is, the thing is that not just iron. That, I mean, even some blood pressure pills. If, if, if it, it would be a good idea if folks are on on medications to read the side effects of the medications. It's very important to know mm-hmm. the side effects of your medication. You'd be surprised how many people are on ten pills, five pills, twenty pills, and they have no clue. Not even one side effect that they don't know. And the pharmacies nowadays, every drug that you feel, every time you fill a they they print out side effects and give it to you. It is your duty to learn at least some of the side effects of drugs. Yes. But I know for sure, like anti-anxiety drugs, antidepressant drugs, they do cause dry mouth and dryness and constipation. Some hypertension drugs do, like the iron you said, do. But the thing is that if folks would just be, if you're on medications, it's not to say you're to stop taking your medication. But you have to be a little bit more diligent with your bowel health. For example, like I said, drinking adequate amount of water and drinking a cup of warm water first thing in the morning. You know, try to get rid of drinking the cold water. Eat fiber-rich foods like yes. um, like apple. I don't know who could be constipated if you eat an apple a day. You know the saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away? It literally means that. Yep. If you eat an apple, apple is loaded with fiber, vitamins, antioxidants, so are the berries. Banana can be a little bit constipating. You've got to be careful with banana. It can bind you up, con- right banana and constipate you. But the other fruits are But you are do so need the potassium weak. that it offers. Say it again? You do need the potassium that it offers. <laughs> well, you know what? You get potassium from so many other fruits and vegetables you don't need banana banana is not the number one fruit for for um potassium do your homework mm-hmm. the thing is that del monte and chiquita and those companies they make sure that they condition us to believe that we need to eat bananas to get our potassium but potassium is in vegetables and fruits Okay, in potassium, broccoli and kale and collard greens and those, they have a lot of potassium. Okay, and the other fruits, the citrus and things like that. You don't need banana for that. But a lot of times it's it's what we're eating. Exercise is very good for the bowel because as you walk, gravity allows the, the stool to move down into the colon. I tell you, when when I used to work in the hospital on the surgical floor, and the patients wouldn't pass gas or wouldn't move their bowel, those surgeons were like marshals. Nurse, get that patient up and walking every hour. Mm-hmm. We didn't like it, but we had to get that patient marching round and round the nurses' station, round and round the unit, to get things to move with gravity down, so they can start passing gas. And move their bowel. So walking yes. is is very powerful stuff. Now, Amesloan just gave us some more information. They were not diagnosed with any other disease, and they're not taking any iron supplements. This is a nine-year-old working on getting oh. down a big tummy with exercise and enemas, etc. She may need to get her walking. She may need to do more more walking. Um, indeed, but. Yeah, that, that changes things. A nine-year-old. 
eat more fruit. I bet it's what that child is eating. It's what is probably what she's eating um, and what she's not eating. And it's it's if if that child probably did not um, was not introduced to water. She she or he or she probably doesn't she. like water. Um, and if they're drinking juice, the sugar and stuff can 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 bind them up. They need water and and, and they need fiber um, like oatmeal, for example. If um, if you can get that child to eat oatmeal, not not the not the not the Instant uh, oats. Quick, oatmeal. quick oatmeal is stripped off the fiber. Mm. But like the old fashioned oatmeal, you might have to, have, you know, make it nice and delicious for him or her. her, her. And then you add fruits to it. I don't see how that person could be constipated because when you eat oatmeal, especially if you add a little flax seed and chia and hemp seed you grind it up and you put that in it's packed full of fiber yes and and it'll just bring things down uh a lot but what do these kids eat they eat the sweet sugary cereal that has no fiber in it none no fiber so she has to eat more fruits more vegetables more fiber rich foods and drink more water that's it but I wouldn't be comfortable with my child being on Miralax at just a young age. I would have to figure out a way how I can um, uh, I can start incorporating healthier foods so that she, he or she can have regular uh, bowel movements. You know, and, when I used to work activity. in a nursing home, they used to have us give the elderly who are prone to constipation because they don't drink much water themselves. Um, they uh, they would have us warm the prune juice mm-hmm. um, or the warm prunes and have them consume it first thing in the morning before they eat anything. So I think they the aim said um, they give the person the, the child um, prune or prune juice. Maybe you could try doing it first thing in the morning. You know, on an empty stomach. Oh, so apparently. It's not a, a matter of the stool not coming down. It's just that it's hard. And apparently it yeah, generally it's fiber. Hard. Fiber and water. I mean, I, I'm not a doctor, but just my common sense tells me that, that he or she probably is not eating enough fiber. Not enough fruits. Um, I, you know, when my daughter, my... my um, my, my, I have a friend, a young friend who is always complaining about constipation. And every time that person goes to the islands and eats pineapple and papaya, and you know, go to the island with all them, all, all them um, tropical fruits, never have any issues with hard stool or constipation. But as soon as they return to the United States and starts eating, the way they normally eat in the United States and they, they, they start having constipation issues is what we eat. Mm. So um, like pineapple rich in, 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 in fiber, um, papaya, apple, the berries, very rich. In, uh, oh my God. Grapes rich in fiber. I don't see how that person could have hard stool um, if they're eating the fruits and drinking well, of water. He says she loves fruits and, and veggies. 
<laughs> so you know, it, I guess it's it's pretty much to to kind of step up on the fiber thing. So fiber, yeah. fiber it is. Fiber it is, and 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 water, and water. See if, if you know if 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 water. Yeah, they said it'll double up on the fiber. Mm-hmm. And and thank you very much. Appreciative of the info. Yes. You're nuts welcome are good too. Nuts are great, great fiber. Nuts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hopefully, she doesn't have any nut allergies. Yes, because um, some. Yeah. Nut allergies. Yes. Especially yeah. since nowadays, a lot more of our children are having nut allergies. In the in the United States, yes. but you know, I think one of the reasons I think that's just my theory is that the nuts that are being served are very contaminated. I don't know if you recently what we started doing like it was just pecan season, and we would buy a huge bag of pecan mm-hmm. um, because I live in Georgia and it's pecan state. Pecan country, yeah. We would buy large bag, and then we use a nutcracker to crack it. Because we found out that the nuts that you buy in the store, they put chemicals on it to preserve it yes. and to make it taste good. Yes, yes. So that might be what the children are reacting to. <laughs> and it's the same contaminated nut that they're using to make the nut butter. <laughs> right. Good night, Pat. Yeah. You take care of yourself now. Thank you for your, your sharing and thank you for your input also. Catch you up with thank you tomorrow. You and and Pat was saying too that NYU is one of the top hospitals in the country, one of the top ten in the, in in the country. As as yes. a New Yorker herself, she would know. Yes, 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 yeah. Mhm, mhm. So, Marva, for the people that are are now in awe of one, your journey, and two, your knowledge based on both your work history and your life and what you have gone through in both and where you are currently as a result of it. Having learned of the first two books, having heard me constantly refer to them, and now hearing me make reference to the new book, and you are here, presenting some information from the new book how can people get their hands on it oh on it on them (laughs) yeah guys once once they get to one they'll get to them all so this is where we started yes this is how it started eat sleep meditate a nurse's guide to health Mm. and then a year after uh, okay, okay i'm gonna start again this is my first book uh, eat, sleep, meditate, a nurse's guide by Mark Riley. And then a year after I wrote my second book, Share, it's a recipe book, simple, healthy, easy, and inexpensive recipes. And then I just published my most recent book, the 23rd of December, 2022. It's called Lose Weight and Keep It Off for Good understanding the weight loss game mm-hmm. and my books are available at amazon barnes and noble target 
Walmart, and my website, rnmarvariley.com. I also, last year, got my books in, in the Georgia Public Library System, the Pines Library System. But one nice. thing I can say to the viewers too, any library system in the United States, if you, if you are a member of the library and you go to the library and you request any book, they will get it for you. So you can go to any library and request it and they'll get it for you. My books are also in the Jamaica Public Library System. When I was there last year, I donated my books to a few of the public libraries in Jamaica. Nice. Um, the e-books, the e-book is $4.99 for all, each of these books, $4.99 for the e-book and $9.99 for the paperback. I'm telling you viewers that these books are well worth the price. They're cheap, they're inexpensive, but they're packed full of great knowledge and information that I share with you to help you to get healthy and stay healthy, mm -hmm. to get fit and stay fit and to lose the weight once and for all and keep it off a good no more yo-yo dieting mm -hmm. well you know you're you're a prime example you you lived it and you are a, a living example of it because you've been doing it and yeah. You also have a social media presence, your Facebook group. Go ahead and, and remind us about that, please. Okay, so I'm on all... My name is Marva Riley, R-I-L-E-Y, and I'm on, mo, I'm on all major social media platforms. I'm on YouTube, so you can uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Marva Riley. I'm on Instagram. Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And uh, two years ago, I started a health and wellness support group, a Facebook health and wellness support group called The Doctor in You. And you can send me uh, a request to join. I'll be happy to join you. We are a bunch of folks who inspire and support each other we share recipes we encourage to decide we share all kind of tips and suggestions and ideas and share our journey so that we can help to inspire and encourage and motivate each other to become and remain the healthiest version of ourselves Indeed. and right now um the group has 700 members but these are people that are active members. They're not just sitting there. They're involved. You see them exercising and, and having fun and eating healthy. And that will inspire you to also get on board. So go ahead and send me a request and I'll be happy to have you in the group. Listen, I, I, I have to find a new group to be active with my my one physical activity would normally be playing ball for the americans mm -hmm. soccer and oh that you're you're up yeah there i am so i there was a group that i would play with on a thursday evening mm -hmm. well 
I started playing drums for this church on a Sunday morning and they rehearsed on a Thursday evening. So that kind of kicked that out, the water. So I need to find a new group to play with. But the funny thing is, when I was playing with this group, I was the oldest guy on the field by 10 years. <laughs> yes. And these, I, I, I never thought I'd hear myself say this and now it'll be recorded. So I can't get away from it. These youngsters were amazed at the kind of running that I would do on a Thursday evening on this field. Yep. And they, yep. they were like, what's your secret? Uh-huh. Sleep. <laughs> you take care of yourself. That's the bottom line. You, know? you take care of yourself. Sleep. Because if you take care of yourself, yourself will take care of you. Yes. Today I heard, I was listening to this fella. Uh, I follow him on Instagram. He's into holistic health and all of that. And and uh, he's and I heard him, he was doing a live on Instagram. And he said, ask people what their five-year plan is for their, for their health, for their life. Do they plan to be alive in five years, mm. in 10 years, in 15 years? And what are you doing now to ensure that you will not just be alive in 5, 10, or 15 years, but you'll be alive and healthy? And healthy, yes. What you do now will decide... I mean, nothing is 100%. There's no guarantee you I could get hit by a car. But on, but failing that, what I do now will determine what condition I'll be in in 5, 10, 15 years. And a lot of people now are not even living to be 50 or 60 years old. They're dying yeah. prematurely from chronic health issues, as heart disease and diabetes and kidney failure and stuff and, and cancer and stuff like that. Because of the lifestyle choices yes. that they made years ago. So that's what we're trying to tell these folks who listen. It doesn't, it, it's never too late to start taking care of yourself. You can start right now by making baby steps. And then you start making bigger steps and bigger steps. Because baby steps become bigger steps, become bigger steps. And eventually, it'll become your lifestyle. And you're going to love it. You're going to love the way you feel because you're going to have energy like Kevin. You can go pick, kick soccer or Marva. You can jog at 60 and do weight training and, mm-hmm. be, and feel energetic. I don't have to take a nap during the daytime. I have a lot of energy. I just keep going. Yep. Um, but it depends on what you do. If you take care of yourself, yourself will take care of you. I thank you, Marva, for taking the time out. To, to to come and share with us tonight. You've been a constant supporter, a long time supporter. And I, I appreciate love that. And and thank you for constantly supporting. Thank you for your input. Even when it's it's not a night where you're featured and you know some of these topics you feel so passionately about you just had to stay up that little extra time. Yes. <laughs> And I, I thank you. I, I really do. Looking forward to going through 23 with your input, with some more of your input. And since we have another book, you know, we're looking for some more information coming from you. Um, Ames Lounge, thank you very much for sharing with us. Have a good night. Take care of yourself. Ames Lounge says, we'll continue to follow this author, holistic 
let me make sure I, I, I say it all as it is put here. Um, we'll continue following this author, holistic health advocate, and powerful speaker. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate your support. And I know it's way past your bedtime. <laughs> I know things lounge. And she has little kids. She's a young mom. And I so appreciate your staying up and hanging out with us uh, tonight. Awesome. Love you. Awesome. <laughs> if anyone had missed this broadcast, no, don't fear. You can catch the replay. So you can find it in the archives on YouTube. And the podcast is available. Uh, will be available by morning. So the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew is the name of the podcast. It's also the name of the YouTube channel. So, well, the, new, the YouTube playlist. So you can check it out. And... Of course, if you can't find me, you can find Marva. Yes. <laughs> she mentioned... No, you see, this is the difference with Marva and me. Marva mentioned Amazon and Walmart and Barnes and Nobles. Listen, I need y'all to shut her website down. Go to rnmarvariley.com and get the book from there. Don't go to Amazon, don't go to Walmart, don't go to Barnes. No, go to R.N. Marva Riley. And when your friends ask you where you got it, tell them rnmarvariley.com. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I have a lot of information on my website. I also put out a, 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 month, a free monthly health and wellness newsletter that mm -hmm. they can sign up for on my website so yeah and it's a beautiful website you're gonna love it when you visit <laughs> right so you see reasons to go to the website forget about yeah. amazon and walmart and all them other places go to rnmarvariley.com y'all remember where i said it to go right cool all right marvel thank you much take care thanks for having love you always running. Love you. Thank you for having me. All right. We're going to get off into some musical therapy and close out this healthy love night right about now. He can it off with the sound of Miss Joanna Marie. I'll play it my way. Her rendition of One Life to Live. Myself. And don't get it twisted. You only have one. I only have one life to live. This is where we close things off for tonight. The sound of Zela Trinity in the background. Track called Fly. Brand new music from her. This becomes available on uh, Friday. The 13th. You want to get your copy? Visit the Zela Trinity website. But I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight for this edition of Healthy Love. Thank you. Thank you to Marva. Thank you to those who contributed. Thank you for the questions. Thank you for sharing. 
as we part company, remember to look out for members of your community. Remember your community is not just a development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. So those that you pass on the bus, the plane, the boat, or the train, whether you walk, ride, or drive, these are members of your community. So look out for one of them today, because you never know who's going to look out for you tomorrow. My name is Kevin Stew, and this is what I like to do it to you, for you, and with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday right here. KevinStew.com. 10 p.m. Eastern and affiliates. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world. From right here in South Florida, I bid you all a good night. Take care until we do it again tomorrow all being well with Real Talk. Take care of yourselves. Greetings and salutations one and all. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The night shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment.